You're listening to a message provided by Antioch Bible Baptist Church in Gladstone, Missouri. We intend this to be a helpful resource to you as you grow in your walk with Jesus Christ. This is intended especially for those who are unable to attend our worship gatherings and therefore were unable to hear the teaching of God's Word. This should not replace your gathering with our church as a member. If you're checking us out for the first time and are looking for a church to visit, we hope that you enjoy this content and that it impacts you personally. Thanks for listening. So today, we're going to take a, <clears throat> a break from our Exodus series. So we, Pastor Bob brought a message last week on reading the Bible and the importance of that as we begin a new year. <clears throat> and so today, as we uh, sort of had a change of plans, I just thought, hey, let's hold off on the book of Exodus. We'll get back to it next week um, when we gather together. Uh, but this Sunday, let's, let's uh, turn our attention to another portion of scripture as a way to think about the new year. So if you got your Bible, get your Bible out, get your notebook out. I've got three points for you today. I don't have a poem, so I'm sorry it's not going to be a complete message. It'll just be three points today, but I do have three points for you today, so get ready to go. Kids, if you're watching today online with your parents, I would encourage you. I'm going to go for about 15 minutes, all right? I'm going to try to be quick, and if you know that, for me, that's going really fast. So we're going to be about 15 minutes. If you'll sit down, focus in, um, I promise I will, I will get to it today and we'll get done and, and I hope the Lord will speak to your heart as well. I'm going to pray and then we'll get to the word together. Father, it is good to sing about your mercies. It's good to sing about your grace. What a great way to start together as a church family by singing of your grace and your mercy. And so we understand today that we're joining online together as a church family because of your grace and mercy. We, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for your grace and mercy. And so we are grateful for that. And as we dive into your word here, I pray that you would speak to our hearts. I believe that there is divine appointments that are going to happen in the next 15 minutes in living rooms all over the Northland and beyond. And so I pray that you would prepare the hearts of those who are under the sound of my voice I pray for the teenagers and the kids that are joining their families and watching the service together. I pray that you would remove all distractions and that they would be able to focus in for the next 15 minutes as we look in your word and that the things that they would hear from your word, that they would take them into their life in 2022. Lord, I do pray for those that are sick in our church and just being on Facebook, I, I see a lot of families that are sick and I'm just asking, Lord, that you would heal those that are sick. I pray that you would touch their bodies, give them strength, give them perseverance, help them to not lose heart as they go through a time of sickness. But I pray that you would use that time to draw them to yourself. We pray for the Klein family and the loss of her dad this week. We pray for your grace over Katrina and, and her family, and I pray that you would strengthen them as they go through this season of loss. We commit our new year to you, Lord. Um, this is your year. This is your time, and so we pray that you would take 2022 and do with it abundantly above even all that we would ask or hope for, and I know you'll do that because you're sovereign over it, and so we commit our new year to you. Now give us eyes to see 
ears to hear as we open your word together in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. In the Bible, there is a lot of metaphors to describe the Christian life. And one of the main metaphors that is used in the Bible to describe the Christian life is the metaphor of a runner running a race. Now, the metaphor, you'll find it throughout the pages of Scripture, is not necessarily the 100-yard dash, right? It's not that kind of sprint. Typically, when you find the analogy of a runner running a race, it is more the idea of a marathon. It's going to take some time to finish the course that is set before you. And so you find this metaphor throughout Scripture. So as I was thinking about 2022, and I was thinking about our church family, I thought what better way to start this year as we begin another lap around the sun together that we would stop and consider how could we run the race, the Christian life, that God has set out for us in 2022 better than we did in 2021. Like, what are some ways that our life could be different than it was in 2021 as we move into the new year together? And so as I was thinking about this idea and this metaphor, my mind went to Hebrews chapter 12, But to understand Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, you have to understand Hebrews chapter 11. And in Hebrews chapter 11, you find what we like to refer to as the hall of faith. the, The author of Hebrews takes you through different people's lives and says, by faith, Moses did this. By by faith, Abraham did this. By by faith, Sarah did this. By faith, Gideon. And by faith, David. And you find all of these heroes of the faith that ran their race really well. They weren't perfect people, but but they ran their, their race really well. And you come to the end of Hebrews chapter 11, and it's like, where are you going to go from there, right? You, when you come from these all of these heroes of the faith, how is the, the author of Hebrews going to transition this story? How is he going to move into the current time and, and where we live? And here's how the author does it in Hebrews chapter 12. In verses 1 and 2, he says, Therefore, based off all these people who've walked by faith, these heroes of the faith, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Look at how verse one starts. Therefore, because of all these stories that I've shared with you of people that have walked by faith, since, he says, we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. Now, sometimes we hear that term and we picture Moses and David and all these guys standing and gals standing and looking down from the stands and sort of being that cloud of witnesses. And 
There, there is maybe a sense of that, but the reality is it's a better way to think about it would be that they have run the race that God set out for them and now they've handed the baton off to us and we're taking the baton and running the race that God has set for us. So rather than them being up in the stands because they weren't spectators, right? They were participating in the race. They're standing in the infield of the track encouraging us as we're running our race. So he says, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, and then he's gonna give us three ways that we can run a better race in 2022 than we did in 2021. So how do we run a better race this year than we did last year? I think he gives us three ways to run a better race. The first way that he gives us is this, dump the baggage. Look at what he says in verse one. Let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. The first thing that the author of Hebrews does is he comes off this hall of faith and he brings it down to our lives and how can we continue to run the race that God has set for us? He says, the first thing you need to do is dump the baggage. Lay aside every weight. That word weight has the idea of every hindrance. So, so this is not the same thing as he's gonna mention in a second, sin. This is something in our lives that is a good thing um, that has hindered our running of the race that is set before us. Think, think about it in this way. It's a good thing that becomes a God thing in our life. It is something that is good that God has given us, that, is, that it's not bad, it's not a sin, but it has taken preeminence in our heart. It's become a God thing. And so he says, if we're going to run the race better in 2022 than we did in 2021, then we need to put aside these hindrances, these good things that have taken preeminence in our heart that are distracting us from the race that is set before us. So he says, get rid of the weight, dump the baggage of the weight. Then he says also, and the sin, which so, like how he puts this, which clings so closely. Sin is anything we think, say, or do that is not loving God and loving others. I think if you were probably to think about your Christmas season, there probably was a moment in your life where you didn't think, say, or do something that was loving towards God or towards others. We, we all are sinners, the Bible says. We all struggle with this. But I love that he adds the phrase, which clings so closely. So it's not just this random sins out there. He's, he's getting personal. And he's saying, you need to dump the baggage of sin in your life, that, that particular sin that, that clings so closely to you. Probably in the context of Hebrews, it's unbelief that they didn't believe that God could do what God said he could do. And, and so for you, the question is, what sin is that in your life? What is that sin that, that clings so closely to you? It's, it's the one that week after week, you live out 1 John 1, 9, that you confess your sin. He's faithful and just to forgive you of your sin. So week after week, you're confessing that sin. He says, if we're gonna run the race better in 2022 than we did in 2021, we gotta dump the baggage of the, the hindrances and the sin in our life. I recently 
finished watching a documentary called The Alpinist. It was on Netflix and I'd, someone had recommended it to me and so I, I watched it and it was a fascinating story of Mark Andre. It, it's this 26-year-old guy who loves to free solo climb and he, he, he's impressive because he doesn't just free solo climb mountains that are clean. He, he free solo climbs mountains that are snow-capped. And so the documentary builds and sort of follows his life. And the guy doesn't own a phone. And he, he's sort of hard to find kind of guy because he's out in these mountains uh, doing these solo hikes. But they, they got him and they followed his life. And the, the climax of the documentary is that he goes to Patagonia, which is in South America area, and he climbs this one mountain that everybody climbs during the summer months because they're, they're, the snow's not there, but, but during the winter months, obviously, snow comes in, and so he wanted to be the guy that climbed it during the season when nobody was climbing it. So he goes out there to Patagonia, and he, he attempts to do it the first day, and he watches the weather, and he, he thinks it's at a good moment, and so he goes and he starts climbing the mountain, and he gets about halfway up, and these are the kind of documentaries you watch when your hands are like sweating, your feet are sweating, right? It's like your heart is races, your heartbeat is racing because it's like this, I, I don't know how this guy is doing this. Well, he gets about halfway up, and he throws a tent up on the wall, you know, he's hanging way up in the, the sky, and, and he's waiting for this snowstorm to pass so he can finish well the, it changes directions and it stays there for longer than he wanted so he comes back down and he's trying to make the decision does he go for it one more time or does he come back next year and attempt it again well as he was watching the weather they there came this quick moment where he could go but he was gonna have to go really fast and so the picture on the screen is him sitting where he is staying and he's taken everything out of his bag and he begins to take things that were good things that he may need, but they were going to slow him down. So he, he took them out so that he could finish the course, so that he could move faster along the journey up to the top of the mountain. And of course, he takes all that out and he puts it back on and he goes and he makes it to the, the top of the mountain. And as I watched that and thought about this passage, that's what God is calling us to do. He's calling us to dump the baggage of hindrances and sin in our life that is keeping us from being able to accomplish all that God has called us to be and to do. And so the first way that we can run a better race is to dump the baggage. The second way is to run with endurance. He says this, let us lay aside every weight and sin which so easily entangles us. And then he says, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. I, I, think, I find it interesting that he said, and let us run with endurance. He, he could have just said, and let us run the race that is set before us. So you've got a lane, run in your lane and, and just run that race. But he adds the clause with endurance. We need to understand today that following Jesus is costly. Following Jesus is not some stroll in the park. Following Jesus is costly. It's endurance. It, 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 it comes with pain. It comes with problems. It comes with trials. It comes with temptation. And so the author of Hebrews says, if we're going to run this race well, not only do we need to dump the baggage, but we need to run with endurance. Listen, Jesus said the same thing in John I'm sorry, in Luke chapter 14, 
In verse 27, Jesus says this, whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. That's costly. He goes on to use a metaphor to help them understand. For which of you desiring to build a tower does not first sit down and count the cost whether he has enough to complete it? So Jesus says, listen, following me, yeah, you got to take up your cross. And before you follow me, you need to sit down and count the cost because it's going to take endurance. He says, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Isn't it interesting that as he talks about the sin and the weight and running with endurance that he says, let us He doesn't say, let you. He says, let us corporately run the race with endurance. One of the things that I love about being a part of Antioch is that we're a multi-generational church. And one of the groups of people that I love to spend time with is our young at hearts. And one of the reasons I love to spend time with them is because they've run their race with endurance. I'm always amazed as we go through things as a church family or I'm dealing with something as a, on an individual level and I'm sharing it with them, they will say, you know what, Steve, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, I experienced this and they've run the race with endurance. They've stayed faithful in the good days and the bad days. Teenagers and Kids watching, one of the gifts of you being a part of our family is that you have people to look up to who've run the race with endurance. And one of the disservices to the teenagers and kids that are watching is when you think that the Christian life doesn't take endurance, that you think it's easy and it's a stroll in the park. No, listen, to follow Jesus takes endurance. To run the race that God set out for you, it's not going to be easy. There's going to be times where it's going to be difficult. There's going to be trials that come in your life. There's going to be things that are going to come in your life and you're going to scratch your head and be like, I don't know what God's up to, but run the race with endurance. And we need each other as we run this race together. You see, I can guarantee you this year, there's going to come time where you're going to be discouraged in your race, keep running. I know there's gonna be times this year that you're gonna doubt the goodness and the faithfulness of God, keep running. I know that this, there's gonna be times this year where you're just gonna be like, God, I don't know what's going on. I can't figure it out. I'm tired of being in the valley. I would encourage you, keep running. Run with endurance. Don't lose heart, keep going, and let's go together. We've been through a pandemic over the last two years, and I have loved the people that have stayed at Antioch and been faithful to what God is doing here, and they've had to run with endurance. As we go to 2022, let's continue to run with endurance. Listen, there's going to be other things that are going to come in our church There's going to be other difficulties that are going to come culturally, internally, but let's as a church family commit together to continue to run with endurance the race that is set before us. So run with endurance, drop the baggage, and then look at what number three is, focus on Jesus. I love how he ends this 
sentence when he says this, looking to Jesus. This looking to Jesus is a continual idea. So it's not a one time I look to Jesus, right? And now I look at myself and my surroundings. No, it is look continually look to Jesus. I love that the author of Hebrews brings us to the gospel. And he says, look to Jesus. Who is Jesus? He is the founder and perfecter of our faith. Uh, some translations say he, he is the author and the finisher of our faith. He is the initiator of our faith and he is the completer of our faith. And so we keep our eyes set on him. That's why Paul says in Philippians 1.6, he who began a good work in you will complete it at the day of Jesus Christ. Why? Because he is the author and he is the completer of our faith. And then listen, listen to these words who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Do you know as Jesus died on the cross for you that he endured the race that was set before him because of the joy of seeing you come to know him and to be saved? Isn't that incredible? That as he was hanging on the cross and suffering excruciating pain, the joy of the endurance of his race was that you would come to know Jesus Christ. And so when you think about the day that you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, it was for the joy that, of that day that Jesus died on the cross for you. And if you've never had that, right now, where you're watching, where you're sitting, you can know Jesus because he thought about that day, the joy that was set before him. He died for your sins. He was buried and he rose again. And the Bible says to all who believe in him, to receive him, you can become a child of God. And I would invite you today, right where you are, to say yes to Jesus and know the joy of Jesus because he had the joy of knowing you would come right on this day, January 2nd, 2022. This was the day that he knew you would come to put your faith and trust in him. I love that for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. Then it says despising the shame. That's a weird thing to say, but here's what it means. To despise the shame means this, that he didn't buckle under the weight of the wrath of his father. That he stayed on the cross, that he endured the course that was set before him. He finished the race for us. That's why, what did he cry on the cross? It is finished. He didn't despise the shame. He didn't buckle under the weight. He stayed the course. And now, I love this, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Now he is seated. He's completed his course. He's run the race. And now we, as those that are still running the race, look to Jesus as our example. We, we set our eyes on him. If we're gonna run this race well and better in 2022, then we must fix our eyes on Jesus. We must focus on him. See, the devil, here's how he likes to work in our lives. When we're running the race that he set out for us, he likes to get our focus on our problems. 
He likes us to focus on our pain. He likes us to focus on our culture. He likes us to focus on our circumstances. And the author of Hebrews says that that's not how we run the race. We run the race by looking to Jesus. Is your eyes focused on Jesus today? So three ways that we can run a better race in 2022 than we did in 2021. Dump the baggage, run with endurance, and focus on Jesus. Here's how I'd like for us to think about it is this in this way. Dumping the baggage is getting our heart ready. Running with endurance is having the right mindset during the race. And focusing on Jesus is getting our eyes set on the one we are running the race for. So I would encourage you, let's take these three ways and let's examine our lives and let's see, are we ready to engage in the race that God has set for us, this Christian life this year? And let's do it better by dumping the baggage, by keeping our focus on Jesus and running with endurance. Let me pray with you. Father, thank you for time together today as a church family. Thank you for your word and the clarity of Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, that as you would have the author of Hebrews write about all these people that have run their race well, and you would transition to our lives and say, here's the way that you can run well. So please help us, Lord, to dump the baggage of hindrances in our life or sin in our life that is keeping us from running the race well. Help us, Lord, to run with endurance. Help us just to have that mindset that, that it's costly, that it's difficult. This is, this is not an easy thing to be a Christian. And then, Lord, I pray that our eyes would be fixed on you. We would focus on you. And when the world and Satan tries to distract us, I pray that you would put blinders on our, on our glasses so that we could stay focused on you this year. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. You're always welcome at Antioch. If you desire more information, please go to antiochbbc.org. That's Antioch, BBC. God's best to you.